You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And hello and welcome into the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Grant McCauley, Jake Mastriani with you after a disappointing night at the ballpark for the Braves who fall to the Washington Nationals by a 3-2 score in walk-off fashion. Atlanta unable to finish off its sweep. Meanwhile, the New York Mets able to pick up a win in extra innings, which means as we head into the pivotal matchup between these two teams this weekend, the Mets have a one-game lead over the Braves. We're going to get into all of that, and of course, we're going to get into what happened on Wednesday night up in Washington. Before we do, I want to remind you to subscribe to Locked On Sports right here, or Locked On Sports Atlanta, rather, right here on YouTube, and make sure you are subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. Uh, with that out of the way, let's jump right into it. It was one of those nights, Jake, where I think that if you could point at any one thing that did not show up on Wednesday, it was the bats, the offense, the runs, whatever it was, the Braves just didn't have it offensively, and it really cost them on this night. It did, and you're going to have games like this, but obviously at this time of the year, you got to have the bats go and everybody's got to be clicking. I mean, yeah, the pitching wasn't good, and I know we'll get into it, but only allowed two runs through nine innings. That has to be enough for this offense, especially the way they had been swinging the bat lately, but one for seven with runners in scoring position. You can't even get the ghost runner in an extra innings when you have the top of your lineup up. I mean, uh, it's just a bad night for the offense and a frustrating night for Braves fans. You're sitting there, you know, I had two screens going and Braves tied it up, looked like they were going to come back. Mets were down for nothing. And you're thinking, no, oh, the Braves may actually pick up a game here and go into that series up a game. Instead, everything flips. And now you go into that series down a game and you're pretty much back in a situation where you got a sweep. Yeah, I mean, you really are. And I think it's always kind of felt like it was going to come down to that. At the very least, you're trying to win that series. But, you know, the sweep is clearly the goal and would be the optimal outcome for the Braves and quite obviously for the Mets as well if they want to salt away the division. Uh, of course, the Braves are going to try to hold that off. Before we get into all of that, though, let's talk about this game a little bit more. Game 156 for Atlanta, a finale of a three-game series in Washington. Braves now 97-59, and 59, just two runs on six hits. Committed a couple of errors. One of those, a pretty big one, left eight men on base. The Nationals just 54 and 101 on the year. Three runs, though. Five hits, one error, seven men left aboard. Jackson Stevens took what I would define as a tough luck loss in the 10th inning as he was gifted that ghost runner at second, and the Nationals were able to come through with the hit they needed to score him. Jackson's now 3-3 three and three on the year. Cal Finnegan picks up the win with two very good relief innings for the Nationals. He's 6-4. and four. Game was three hours, 13 minutes. Crowd, 24,876 paid to see it. You know, I know you mentioned earlier that the, maybe the pitching wasn't good, and I would say that Jake Odorizzi's abbreviated start certainly didn't put you in a great position to win, but the bullpen really came through on this night. I mean, these guys were perfect for six in or for the what five and a third innings heading into the tenth inning. Allowed just two base runners, both of them coming in the tenth inning, and really gave the Braves a chance to win. Odorizzi five and two thirds innings, uh, two runs, one of them earned on four hits. He walked three, didn't strike anybody out, but. A big play in this game was a misplay in left field by Eddie Rosario. C.J. Abrams, the speedy shortstop for the Nationals, able to turn a single into an extra base there thanks to that error, came in to score, and that proved to be a very big run for Washington because as he went on further in the game, the Nationals' offense lights were out, and so was the Braves until they were able to scratch across a run late. I guess I say all that to say little things in this game were a pretty big thing when it came to mistakes or anything that another club could take advantage of. And 
I feel like the Braves just kind of gave Washington a little bit more than Washington was interested in giving the Braves on this night. I talked about it the last really several games now. The Braves have been doing a lot of those little things. And yeah, yeah. the last couple of games have been blowouts, but those little things are what made them blowouts. You talked about, you know, the, the infield hit by Matt Olson last night that, you know, two outs puts the ball in play. Something happens. You talked about uh, Michael Harris and William Contreras beating out some infield hits to keep the innings alive. Mm -hmm. You know, both of those led to some big innings that allowed the Braves to break things open. Weren't able to do those little things in this game, striking out in big spots. Didn't have a lot of strikeouts on the night, but the ones they had came in some big spots yeah. where you would have loved to see them put the ball in play. And as you said, you know, giving up a run there defensively, you know, left field defense is going to be a little bit of a question mark. This is where we haven't talked about this guy in a while, but Adam Duvall and the loss of ha not having him is pretty big because you have him out there and you got one of the best outfield defenses in all of baseball. But, mm -hmm. you know, as good as the Harris and Acuna are in center and right field, left field is a is a bit of a question mark out there night to night. So, yeah, that cost the Braves on a night what ended up being a close game. But like you said, credit to that bullpen who really, yeah. you know, from Sunday and what they were able to do there, including Jackson Stevens, and then really these last couple of games as well. I mean, they've been pretty much perfect. And thought Jackson Stevens was going to get out of there. I liked the decision to throw that change up. He had just That's thrown true. a couple of fastballs up and in. Mm -hmm. that he wanted it, Darno wanted it more down and away. He left it in a little bit, allowed Abrams to get to that. I think if he locates it down and away, it's probably a strikeout or a rollover to second base. But I like the pitch selection there. Just didn't quite execute it. Wasn't a terrible pitch. It was down below no. the strike zone. So no, no, no. Uh, again, uh, you know, but the margin for error though so thin there, especially when you got that ghost runner to start the inning. So yeah, the, the bullpen for the Braves, you know, especially in this series, but really over the last yeah. week, I mean, all year, honestly, has no, just true. been really good for the Braves. And again, a short outing by Oda Rizzi, bullpen able to come in there, keep the offense in it. Unfortunately on this night, the bats just weren't able to get going. No, and I think that that's what you point to. I mean, in going through all of that, I mean, a lot of it's already, I guess, unpacked there for us. But, you know, with Odorizzi, you knew he wasn't going to get a third time through the lineup. just wasn't going to happen. So Brian Snitker didn't hesitate after three and two-thirds to go ahead and, you know, pull that eject button and bring in the bullpen. And the bullpen did a terrific job. It started with Jesse Chavez coming in, and everybody that came out of that bullpen door subsequently did their job after that. And, yeah, I thought Jackson Stevens did choose the right pitch, the changeup. He had a nasty one that he threw to Cesar Hernandez, who had pinch hit just before C.J. Abrams. And I don't know how Hernandez fouled it off. That was the pitch I wanted to see in that spot. And I really liked the, the choice to go back to that changeup to get a swing and a miss. It just didn't get quite into the location or down and away enough, as you said, to get that swing and a miss. And, you know, C.J. Abrams had himself a nice night against a team I think he grew up watching. So, uh, you know, be that as it may, the Braves finish off this road trip with a four and three record, they split their series in Philadelphia. They take two out of three from the Nationals. And, you know, typically winning a series is fine, but this is the time of year where every single night is potentially a game in the standings and it can swing and it can change in a hurry. And you mentioned the New York Mets, they were able to come back from a four nothing hole against the, uh, against the Florida Marlins, Florida Marlins, <laughs> the Miami Marlins. Let me jump in my time machine and come back to 2022. They were able to come back and in large part, you know, they took advantage of a team making a mistake. The the walks with a walk in the bases loaded really gave the Mets the opportunity to, to roar back into that game. And then they wanted an extra. So, you know, free base runner, not free base runner, whatever the case is, you know, the Mets were able to, you know, have things go their way tonight and the Braves simply weren't. And the big reason why was they were searching for big hits and not finding them. 
I think one of the biggest, you know, Matt Olson had himself a good night. He was two for three, had a home run for the first Braves run of the night, also drew a walk. But in that eighth inning, after William Contreras doubled off the wall to get that thing started, the Braves did get a run thanks to some, you know, fielding, uh, um, you know, miscue by the uh, second baseman for the Nationals. But Matt Olson came up with a chance to put a little bit more uh, up there on the board and get that crooked number. And it just flat out didn't happen, a strikeout right there. And that's the kind of frustration the Braves had on this night. A bunch of little things that didn't go right and a bunch of opportunities to get the big hit, and it just never showed up. Yeah, I mean, I talked about it, the strikeouts in the big spots there. I mean, uh, that was one of them. Olsen had a leadoff single earlier in the game as well, and then back-to-back strikeouts weren't able yep. to do anything with it. So, again, just looking for that big hit. I mentioned it, one for seven runners in scoring position. Just couldn't get it on an, on this night, and you're going to have nights like that over 162. But as we've been saying, all these games right now, super critical. You pretty much have yep. to play flawlessly down the stretch if you want to win the division and just weren't able to execute and get that done on Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, and you're not going to win every single game. There's going to be one, two, three, whatever it is, it's going to get away from you. But the Braves are a team that now heading into their final six games of the year, they're knocking on the door of 100 wins. This has been a very good baseball team. Yeah, they started slowly this year, but they have played as good or better than any team since the 1st of June. But the margin for error right now is is razor thin. And on a night where the Mets kind of were down for at least a two count, they were able to kick out. Meanwhile, the Braves, they kind of got rolled up, schoolboy, if you will, by the Washington Nationals. I thought the 10th inning was also one of those you know, almost, but not quite, when the Braves got their runner to third with one out, couldn't get him home, some bad execution there by the offense. And that really was the difference in this baseball game. As always, the Braves postcast is brought to you by Coffee AM. That's the official sponsor of the show. Coffee AM is an Atlanta-based small batch coffee roaster. Head on over to coffeeam.com slash locked on today. Get a look at their full menu of coffees, teas, gift sets, all kinds of great stuff. Coffeeam.com slash locked on. Use that coupon code locked on for 15% off your first order. Coffee AM is the best small batch coffee roaster in America. Uh, so a big series, obviously, for the Braves is looming after the off day on Thursday. Jake, there's been a lot of consternation about how this series should have been structured and when these games should start and when they should happen. But uh, the Braves and Mets, barring something insane, are not going to play on Thursday, despite the efforts, I think, of uh, perhaps the Mets, if not the league, to at least explore that possibility. It looks like the forecast in Atlanta has improved over the last 24 hours. There will be some rain on Friday night and Saturday. It could be a Friday game, a Saturday rainout. We don't know. And then a doubleheader on Sunday. A lot of possibilities here, but we know we all know what this series means, and that is everything to these two clubs, the Braves and the Mets, with New York up on Atlanta by one game in the standings. Yeah, I mean, to me right now, what it's looking like, what they're talking about is maybe an afternoon game on Friday and then a doubleheader on Sunday like you talked about. The rain chances do seem to be going down. I'm certainly not a weather person by any means, but I do <laughs> think they get it on. I, I don't want – I do think they get it in. They will get it on on the field, but yeah. I don't think they're going to play that Thursday before the postseason. I really hope that's not the case. That's going to put whoever has to play in that wild card series in a really bad spot. So I think ideally if Saturday is a wash, you get Friday's game in, you play two on Sunday – Mets have been really good in doubleheaders, and they'll have DeGrom and Scherzer in both of those, so I don't like that scenario, but you got to play these games, and I, I think the Braves need to play them at Truist. I know there were talks of moving locations. That that can't happen. That's too – you know, Braves don't want to give up that That's advantage. That's thing to me. Yeah. I can't imagine that happening. No, so I, I think you, you got to hopefully find a way to get them in this weekend, but it's going to be tough. I mentioned, you know, 
they got a sweep. I say that because of the tiebreaker situation. But even if you win it and you pull even, you know, you give yourself a shot. Hopefully you win those last three games and maybe this this Nats team can sneak one over on the Mets. But, uh, you know, either way, it's a huge series. You want to see this series get played. It's what you play for all season. It's come Mm -hmm. down to this. You want it to be decided on the field. Both teams have the opportunity to do that. So going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully the weather does hold off and not enough and doesn't really impact it in any way so we can get these three games in. Yeah, you got to get these in, and, and hopefully it's something to where you are able to play something close to a game per day if possible. We'll yeah. see what the weather is. We know that it can change. It's a fluid situation, no pun intended, and you know we'll see how it all lines up. Friday looks like it's going to be fine. Sunday should be okay. Saturday is just the big day that is in question right now, and of course, you know, you, you seriously got to have your heart going out to the people that are under the the siege of this storm as it makes its way across Florida. So if you're uh, in that area or know somebody who is, definitely keep them in your thoughts and your prayers as we go through uh, what is a very challenging time. Sports almost seems secondary at times, a lot of different things that can go on in the world. But from a purely sports standpoint, logistically speaking, Braves and Mets going to try to make the best of this weekend, and it is a huge series. It begins on Friday. Both teams are off on Thursday. Game one of three, we'll see Max Fried. He's 13-7 and seven on the year, 2-5-0 ERA. Chris Bassett, 15-8 and eight with a 3-2-7. I think if you had to throw Freed against uh, you know one of these Mets pitchers, maybe the advantage goes to Atlanta in the fact that he's lined up against Chris Bassett. And the job, obviously, is for the Atlanta offense to wake up after what was a bad Wednesday. Yeah, Chris Bassett's a, a good pitcher. Yeah. A bit annoying up there because he takes forever to throw the baseball, but it works for him. He's been very good, but it does come down to this Braves offense. Can they get going? And we've talked about Max Freed. Yes, he's still been really good, you know, over the last you know several months, but it has been a battle for him yeah. just about every time out there. So maybe this little bit of extra rest does him some good. He come out and have, you know, a typical Max Freed performance we're used to seeing six, seven innings, you know, really good baseball. Cause you know, again, this is like you said, on paper, you look at these pitching matchups, this is the one you would think would favor the Braves a little bit. So especially in a series that you at least have to win, obviously getting off on the right foot, winning on Friday uh, with your ace on the mound, you know, was a way to get that done. Yeah. Hopefully the Braves are able to get a good performance from Max Freed, get the bats going against Chris Bassett and grab the opener of this three game series. Braves have to take this series from the Mets. I mean, you talk about must win. It doesn't get much more must win. And this is the only divisional race that is still ongoing in Major League Baseball. So if you want that little bit of uh, playoff preview, you're going to get it at Truist Park over the weekend. It's Freed versus Bassett, Braves versus Mets, game one of three, and it happens at 7.20 p.m. Eastern time, at least for now. That's what it's set for on Friday night as those two teams will get started in this pivotal three-game series with the National League East lead and perhaps the division itself on the line as these two teams will battle it out. Appreciate you joining us as always on the Braves Postcast, part of the all new Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you're subscribed here on YouTube. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Braves wherever you get your podcast. He's Jake Mastriani. I'm Grant McCauley. We appreciate you joining us here. Once again, the bad news for the Braves on this night they lose it three to two, a game back of the Mets as New York and Atlanta get set to tangle this weekend. And we will talk to you then. And until then, so long, everyone. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. D.C. Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked on Yankees. Locked on Mariners. Locked on Mets. Locked on Angels. And you're listening to Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Locked on Braves. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. 